Welcome to Bravo Critics, Rony Edition. I'm Arielle. And I'm Ricky. Join us on this journey to relive the glory days of the Real Housewives of New York City. In 2022, we are watching one season each month with a fresh set of eyes. Here it's always turtle time, where we're going to mention it all while making it nice. So grab a drink and hang with us. Everyone's a critic. Welcome back, fellow Bravo critics. Ariel and Ricky here for another episode of the Roni Rewatch. This month, we watched season seven, and it was one of my favorite seasons to date. How about you, Ricky? I mean, this season takes it to like a whole new level. First of all, obsessed with the big casts. So we have eight ladies, you know, on the reunions, we get the like full size extended couches for four people to sit on. I love it all. Like there's so many storylines going on, so many different arguments. It's amazing. Yeah, we know uh, Ricky loves a a big cast, as do I now. I'm realizing the big cast, there, there was a lot that went on this season. And we had a few big things. But the first and most important thing, I think, is that we got to meet a new housewife this season. Miss Dorinda Medley joined the Roni cast. And this is where... I was given life again, I feel like, because I freaking love Dorinda. She's the shit. I love I her. I do too. And I loved how like when um, you know, they were gonna go to the Hamptons and and stuff and uh Sonia was gonna meet Dorinda for the first time and she's like, Oh yeah, I've heard about her um from some of my friends and and Stanberry always said like had great things to say about her. And like, you know, I think when I watched it the first time, I don't know if I drew the line between that like being Caroline Stanberry. But um, it's pretty amazing. And I, I loved that little like throwback and like it's so relevant right now with Real Housewives of Dubai going on. And I don't know. I feel like it's, again, just another, you know, people always want to make fun of how Sonia had this lifestyle. But it's like she really did. She really she did. Knows these people in London and she knows Americans through her London friends. It's true. It's 100 percent true. She was a one percenter for a time in her life. And she, Ramona says it, she's experienced things that most people can't even fathom. It's luxury at another level, right? But um, we also got to see the rebirth of Bethany, the bees back. So was she like came one of the anticipated moments, I think, in the entire series. Oh, yeah. I mean, she came in fucking hot, too. So she was... She, she came was, in and she was the um, richest homeless person in New York, which I'm like, mm, that didn't really age well. But Yeah, I definitely watched that and kind of was like, eh. I mean, I got what she was saying. Like, she's like, obviously, I'm not poor. I said I'm the rich, richest homeless person, but I get it. It's got to be hard for, it had to have been hard for her and her daughter to not have somewhere to settle down and set their roots and changing and you know, cars and all of that every single day for years. You know, it wasn't like she just did it for a couple months. She did it for quite a long time while the man that, you know, is doing her dirty is living in her fancy high-rise house that she remodeled. So we got to see Bethany come back. But Bethany, this is really the cracks are deep in Bethany at this point. And I mean, this is the good TV, but... 
this is really it's definitely a different Bethany than we met the first go around. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like she was definitely like, I don't know. I'm not, not no offense to Bethany or anything, but she's more like damaged goods or something this time around. Cause she was very fragile about certain things. You know, she was definitely more aggressive in certain areas than she might've been before. I don't know. I feel like maybe she came in a little bit less willing to deal with some of like the minutia, the bullshit. Well, the lightness in her is gone. I agree. I mean, I feel like, you know, she is in the middle of the divorce. She doesn't have the husband right now and she's bleeding money as she says, because, um, you know, these lawsuits. And I mean, we, we now know that this goes on for like another like five years or so. Like that divorce was one of the longest divorces I think we've ever seen. I know that's why it's so sad. And I think that's one thing that eventually Ramona and Bethany can kind of connect on. Um, but, you know, we see initially Ramona's going through a divorce so her her and the Mario thing happens. And that should be something that Ramona and Bethany and Sonia uh that they that they bond over, that they can kind of understand and connect with. And I think that Ramona wasn't getting what she needed from Sonia at the very beginning of the season because she vocalized that saying, like, we even saw it on a few occasions where they were talking and Sonia was just completely oblivious to what Ramona was feeling. And I felt for Ramona because it was, you could see she was hurting. Yeah. Cause know? I mean, like Sonia's like, yeah, we were together for this long and married for this long. And Ramona's like, yeah, well I was married for 25 years or 20 years or whatever. And right. you know, it, it sort of just felt like I, I know Sonia was probably trying to just, she was trying you know, to relate level with her. Right. But, it felt like she was not doing it in a good way. And, it, I, and we see this a little bit later on too, because then we get into like a whole thing in a later season between Sonia and Dorinda and whether it's worse that your husband divorces you or worse that your husband dies. And it's like, Sonia is always wanting to talk about this divorce that she had. It's, she never lets it go. I'm curious to see now that Roni has taken a break for a little bit, what the ladies are up to now. Like, I'm curious. I can't wait for Ramona. I'm, I'm sorry. I can't wait for the Sonia and Luann show to come out. They're taping right now in where? Bentonville, Illinois? No, just Benton, Illinois. Bentonville is Arkansas. Oh, Benton. Okay, wherever they're at. It's too far for me. I Googled it. Because I, I was going to go I was look like, for You need to get in your car and get down there now. I know. I was like, how far from Chicago? But yeah, no, that didn't work. Um, so, but I, could you, I'm curious to see like where Sonia is now. The, if there's a lightness about her, all these ladies, I can't wait to just get an update on everything. But going back, we're seeing the stages that they all were in, right? And Sonia just couldn't let it go. And Ramona's like, okay, well, let's talk about current day right now. I'm currently going through a divorce. <laughs> you know, you did years ago. Like, get over it, bitch. <laughs> That's what she wanted. So when you said something like, I haven't had a good day since 2005. And this was like 2015. It's like, okay, it's been 10 years. She will also die sad. Yeah. Just like Vicky. 
<laughs> but it's like at this point, it's like okay, well, you and your husband would have maybe still been together as long as me and Mario had you not broken up ten years ago. Exactly, that's true. And so, you know, I feel for Sonya because I do feel like you know you definitely get like a little bit of that like depressed vibe from her a lot that like she has had she had this glamorous life and now she's like struggling to keep it all together it is you know i i don't mean any offense by this but it is a little bit gray gardens because you know that's jackie o's cousin and it's about them living out in the hamptons in this house that they had with their husband and you know the wife is run has like run out of most of like her like a lot of her money, you know, like she's still like floating by, but this house is like in like shambles and all of that stuff. And it kind of gives off a little bit of the same vibes. Like they never quite, you know, found their footing after their divorce, which I think Sonia eventually does, but it's a, it, I feel like it's something that still haunts her. For sure. And that just like that damn toaster oven. Yeah. And, and fuck Kristen for bringing up that toaster oven in that interview. I know. and But the funny part was that Sonia didn't even read the damn interview. <laughs> it sounds about right. Kristen's like, but did you read it? Because that's not... But Kristen has put her foot in her mouth a few times this season um, with the page six or whoever giving her interviews because sometimes it's better just to say nothing. So, you know, she needs to get a little bit better with that. <clears throat> um, okay, so... But I will tell you this. I feel like Sonia while she was trying to connect with Ramona, she was oblivious to what she was doing. It wasn't out of malice. And I feel like Ramona kind of stirred the pot and the ladies kind of like joined, not necessarily joined forces, but they did in it to try to make a concerted effort to do something for Sonia's well-being, which was basically keep her from drinking too much or they're scared she's going to hurt herself or they're taking her home too much at night and Ramona went in there with a big old spoon and stirred that pot and I think even was the one that used the word alcoholic and then took a huge step back Luann style and let all of them kind of duke it out you know and I feel like Sonia felt ganged up against and it was sad I know I, I feel like this was the case last season too but I feel like Ramona this is like an interesting time in the series because Ramona wasn't ever really like the poster. And she never goes against Sonia. She like never goes yeah. against the family. Yeah. So the fact that we saw that, do we, okay, so now here, what's your opinion, Ricky? Do we think that Sonia, do, do we think that Ramona was like maybe hurt that Sonia wasn't giving her what she needed and so she felt a little bit of resentment and wanted to drop that little pin in there just to be a petty little biatch? Or do we think she really just was, like, being messy? Like, what was her motive? I think it was a little bit of both. And I feel like maybe to an extent she also thought that she was, like, helping Sonia. Because it's, like, by having these conversations, it makes Ramona look like she's somehow a little bit more together than Sonia is even though Ramona's going through all sorts of shit and falling apart. Like to me, it sort of feels like she's also just trying to like make it seem like she's concerned. And, you know, her new lease on life is that she's more worried about what her friends, how her friends are and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, come on, girl. I mean, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like Sonia, 
Well, I feel like Ramona could just hold her alcohol a hell, hell of a lot better than Sonia. Sonia even says she has one glass of champagne and she's buzzed, and two, she's drunk, three, she's on the floor or in your bed, she said, actually. Yeah, well, and I feel like the problem is also that, like, well, I think Ramona eats because Ramona gets, like, cranky when she doesn't eat. We've seen this. She's always trying to, like, sneak into the kitchen before dinner and get food and stuff like that, like... I think that that's part of it is Ramona is like having a meal at some point. So it's sort of like bringing her back up a little bit, but she's not angry. Yeah. But it's like Ramona just isn't as like actively wild as Sonia is when she's drunk. Like once you start like working on Ramona a little bit when she's drunk, then she gets really crazy. But Sonia just like goes in like balls to the wall. Yeah. But I feel like I love when Sonia, and I know I've said this in the past before, but I love when Sonia keeps her sub, like the sobriety about herself. And when she has to get in those ladies' asses or kind of let them know what's up, I feel like she's great at articulating herself and getting up, getting across whatever she wants to say if she's sober. So I do think that that's the thing. I think that. And we see it in other seasons. She takes medicines and stuff like that. And you have to be careful because. And it's like, I don't necessarily think that she is an alcoholic. And I do believe her when she's, because I mean. Not at all. Guys, this isn't the first time that they've accused her of this. And this isn't the last time. Like, this is such an old storyline at this point. Like, I feel like every season someone's like, Sonya's got a drinking problem. Do we think Sonya's got a drinking problem? It's like, let's move on to something different. Guys, mm-hmm. like leave fucking Sonia alone. It's like she goes through phases where she's not drinking. And I think she does it, especially when she's on the show, because it's supposed to be like fun and it makes her loose and entertaining. And and she's a know. straw that stirs the drink. I mean, I think it's messed up that she has to defend herself and say, I don't drink with my daughter at dinner. I don't. Well, guess what? If I want to have a glass of wine with my daughter at dinner, I'm going to. And you shouldn't have to justify anything to anybody. That's that's the thing that blows my mind. But I really do think that there was a little bit of them caring. Like, I really do think they want her to be safe. And maybe she did get a little wild there because she's going through some shit. No excuses. It just it happens yeah. sometimes. But. Like how she says, shit happens. Yeah. we'll get more into the Sonya fight in just a little bit but I want to kind of go back towards the beginning of the season because again this like makes it feel like the straight up legacy Roni it's like we're in the Hamptons so much good drama is happening there I love how like that was like Bethany's like reintroduction to the group and it's like the first time we're seeing her in the Hamptons at the beginning of the series she had to stay with someone now she's got this amazing ass house yeah yeah whose house was the party at was that at Luann's house that was at Luann's Luann's new house house, right okay or one in Sag Harbor yes and you're right and then Bethany has her amazing Hampton home now yeah, and so, like, you know, Ramona shows up to the party, and it seems like everything's going to be, like, really good at first, and Bethany's sort of, like, meshing. Everyone definitely wants to be friends with Bethany. Like, yeah, you can tell, like, going into it, like, well, it's, I mean, at least the, like, newer girls, Ramona, Luann, Sonia, I don't think that they really gave a rip either way, but you can <laughs> tell that, like, Heather, Carol, Carol maybe not as much, because Carol's a little bit more, like, cool about it, but, like, Heather and Kristen, 
totally looked so thirsty with the way they're like trying to get up in Bethany's ass. Yeah, Heather was like, and this is the thing. I think Heather's genuine, and she was just really, really just trying to be kind and nice, and thought that hey, we're both business women, we're both mothers of young children, we both founded our own companies. Like me and this woman, we're gonna get along, you know. And I think that. Bethany was very just turned off by Heather. So that's funny. But um, yeah. Her personalities are almost a little too similar too. Because really? Heather's sort of a know- I, I feel like Heather's also like a know-it-all. A know-it-all. She knows everyone. Just like yeah. Bethany does too. Like, yeah. And it's, it's hard to have two people with that same sort of energy in a group. Right. If you want to know any of it all, ask me. I've always used that line ever since that. Yeah, that's... That's one of my favorite cast trips ever. I can't wait to talk Turks and Caicos. Um, but, okay, well, what else did we get? Because I feel like we started hearing conversations at this party at Luann's house about this dress that Ramona took from Bethany's talk show. Apparently, there were two dresses. and we, we don't hear- even find that out until the reunion. We only hear about one dress the entire yeah. season. And then for yeah. it to be two dresses, it's like, yeah. oh, my God. I know. And that's why. And then she's like, so apparently, the gist of it is Ramona borrowed a dress when she was at Bethany's talk show and never returned it and then told Bethany it fell out of the back of a car or some shit. <laughs> yeah. And then... A couple months later, Ramona posted a picture with her and Avery on Instagram in Bethany's dress. And Bethany's like, what the hell? So that's that's the story behind the dress. So that's when we start to hear. I love, though, they get into an argument, Bethany and Ramona, at Luann's house. And Ramona tells her when she's like, let me just tell you something. She's like, well, you always do. Yeah. (laughs) And Ramona was so not in the mood for Bethany's bullshit that day. You could really see it on her face. You could, I think that Ramona didn't even probably feel like filming that day. <laughs> That's I what I got. So, and I mean, we don't find this out until later on at the reunion, but apparently there was like a whole conspiracy to like take Bethany down. By Luann. By Luann, which is sort of surprising because Luann seemed like she was right up there with Heather and Kristen and all of them up her ass. But I think that she knew that it was easier to be Bethany's friend because she knows what the fuck happens when you're not, which I mean, it's crazy. Cause so then the ladies, like when the, uh, the first outings after that is they go to boutique, which is like a nightclub at the back of a restaurant. And like, so Luann invites Kelly, you know, guest our, appearance, our, guest appearance, <laughs> our best, our best friend, Kelly shows up. Kelly and Ben Simone. And, it, and yeah, exactly. We love our Kelly. And so then, you know, Bethany sees her and then it goes right back to like how, you know, in season three, she called Luana snake. And she's like, that was a little slithery. Wait, because Bethany walks in the bar and as soon as she sees Kelly, she like dodges a table and goes straight to the bar to get a drink. Like she was pissed and she does think that Luann did it intentionally. Do you think Lou did it intentionally? I think that Lou was not even thinking about Bethany when she invited Kelly. She saw Kelly invited her, thought it would be fun, and was like, hey, have her come. I think she thought, surely you're not still mad about that. Right. Like, Because obviously Kelly didn't give a shit. She was yeah. like, sure, because Kelly was like, I'm living my life. Yeah, and I mean, all the other girls were more than happy to see Kelly. Like, I'm pretty sure Bethany is the only person that had, like, a real problem with Kelly. And it is like, what the fuck is your problem still with Kelly? Like, get over it. 
It's like you were the one that was a complete bitch to her. But well, I feel like this is the thing about those two. I feel like Bethany, her her narrative was for the show. She did it to make a storyline and tried to make a mockery of Kelly. That's how I really feel. And I feel like Kelly was really just treading water, trying to make her way through life of raising these young kids and dealing with these hyenas on her back all the time. You know, that, that, really, that's what it came down to. Sorry. Sorry. Exactly. Sorry, not sorry. And I feel like, you know... She I feel like now is maybe a good time to. Well, I was gonna say she. I just feel like it's crazy because like Kelly is the most unbothered person, but it's like clearly Bethany. Like you're still so bothered by this. Just get over it. Yeah. But Ariel wanted to um, announce a little special news about something that we did just a couple hours ago. Um, we talked to someone. Yes, we did. So we had the chance to interview. Kelly Clore and Bentamone today on our podcast. So we got to talk all things Roni. It was an adventure to say the least. We had such a blast. So we got to wake up and start our morning off with Kelly Clore and Bentamone. So watch out for that podcast episode coming up in the next week or two, probably. Right. And, um, and I know you guys are probably like, why are you guys so obsessed with Kelly? It's like, get to know her. You if you're doing the rewatch, you should hopefully like Kelly more than you did. Kelly yeah, because the moment, like we, like okay, so obviously we've watched. We say this all the time. We've watched Roni a million times, but for some reason, like we really put on our goggles this time and like watched everything totally in depth. And I swear, Kelly is fucking hilarious. She, she really was is. so funny. Like we got to see like real authenticity within her and I just really appreciate her and I also think that a lot of the shit that they used to do and say back in the day wouldn't fly now and they gave our girl a hard time Gaslighter Gaslighter And if you have not heard our interview with Vanessa Riser, listen to that shit because we talk about gaslighting too and she told us where it originated and it's wild It's and and then and I have Lisa Rinna's voice just now in my yeah. head it's in my nightmares Gaslighter Okay <laughs> So anyways, we get Boutique, though, right? Yeah, so and, and the, the best part of that is about this season and Boutique is, like, I am living for... The, the cast is primarily single. Yeah, yeah. so they're it's all, like... like Heather is and married Kristen. and Kristen is married, and the rest of them are just, like, living their best lives. I know. Uh, well, yeah, because Carol had she already... started off single. Yeah, Carol starts off single because she had broke off broke up with... Uh, Russ. What was that guy's name? I was going to say Vince. Russ. Yeah. So, all right. So, but Boutique was fun, though, because I always love an appearance from KKB. So that was a good time. And is that when they talked about Bethany's birthday? It, it must have been. Because Kristen wasn't there that night. Because Dorinda didn't get an invite either. Because if you remember, John showed up at Boutique, and that's where the infamous line comes up. What are you doing here without Dorinda? Yep. So that is, I Kristen and Dorinda were not there. So they didn't get the invite. Like, it wasn't intentional. Like, it wasn't intentional. It's because they'd been out. Like she'd seen those girls again more freshly, aside from like the whole battle of the brunches thing. Also, Bethany did say her thought process behind her invitations. 
because she goes, I'm at a different point in my life. If I see you out, we have fun. Hey, throwing a dinner. Want to join us? She's like, it's not that serious. It's like literally chill. Right. right. So. Where was Kelly's invite? She ran into her. Um, yeah, I think that might have gotten lost in translation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then Kristen, wa- then Heather picked up the phone and told Kristen that she wasn't invited to Bethany's party. And Bethany. Heather's she, a fucking shit star. She too. really did. Like, and then, and then Heather goes back to Bethany and she's like, Kristen was very upset that she wasn't invited to your birthday. And it's like, and Kristen's like, okay. At the reunion, Kristen's like, I literally go, huh? That was all I said. Why wasn't I invited? That's all she said. And they turned it into this ginormous storyline. But I just loved how Bethany in that moment. She's like, I'm asleep right now. We're not, not doing this. Just wake me up when it's over. It's like and Heather oh really was God. like Heather was like, What the hell? She wasn't used to dealing with it. And that's so obviously she is so Bethany is so uninterested in Kristen and anything she has to offer because she does not even want to be bothered with the thought of Kristen at all at all so that was I mean I kind of feel bad for Kristen a little I feel bit like Kristen kind of got the shaft this season she really did and she was the easy you know and she's not here next season is she no and do you know what after watching this season I can honestly not tell you was Kristen in the Turks and Caicos yeah I think was she not there? Oh I don't God. remember, but because she, she was, was there, she was she there. Was the FU dinner, wasn't she? Yes, because her and Carol, her and Carol kept saying "fuck you, fuck you" after yeah. that. Yes, so Kristen was there. She's just unmemorable moment. She is unmemorable in that trip. I was thinking about, I was like, okay, so where was she during the whole like, be cool, don't be uncool? I don't know. We're we're gonna come back to that, but I definitely feel like Chris, uh, Kristen got the shaft, and it's like. You know, Carol and Heather continued getting more screen time. Luann was back full time. So it's like back to the old shit of like princess versus the countess. There's the dynamic shift. I feel like Carol got a lot of screen time this this season. We got to see more of her relationship with Heather. And then we got to see her and Bethany build their friendship and kind of like get to see Bethany's constructions. And Bethany like let her into the personal circle in her life. Um and so I thought that was kind of cool. But then we also had the uh, Dorinda and Carol thing. She called her Doris, you know. So I feel like the storyline Carol had independently on her own about having to go to London to get her husband's ashes. That was so emotional for me. I really felt like that made her so not relatable because I can't relate to that yet. But I know there's probably going to be a day where one of us is going to go, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, that like is a 50, 50 chance of you having that day or you're going the one going first otherwise. Right. You know? And it's just like, Oh, I can't. And then to just see those women connect and bond and like have those similar thoughts or emotions in terms of maybe what they thought they should have done or maybe what was politically correct, but they, you know, in terms of not wanting to see their husbands or just wanting to, they slept well the night after it happened, just being able to kind of like bond over that. I cracked up when Dorinda busted her head into the glass when she was like going, look at this beautiful view. She's like, boom, right? She's like, oh, these windows. (laughs) 
Like, I Carolyn like, definitely got a lot of good screen time. I mean, the thing is, she's, like, friends with everyone, and I feel like the only person she wasn't really getting along with this season was Luann and Carol. Oh, okay. I thought she said Dorinda. I was like, wait, what? Oh, sorry, I meant Carol. If I, I, I meant to say Carol's getting along with everyone, and I feel like that's how she got so much screen time, because she didn't really have beef with anyone until she started dating Luann's niece's ex slash her personal chef. Well, and they even said that at the reunion, like Bethany made a comment. Well, okay. So obviously we found out that Luann made the toast that said, let's take the B down or whatever. But then apparently there was a comment when Bethany and Luann had a convo where Bethany or where Luann was just like, Hey, this is a really cool group of girls. Like we all get along, like they're a vibe. You're really going to get along with everybody. So the fact that it ended up being Carol nabbing, Nicole, you know, Luann's niece's ex-boyfriend, Adam, who they were just still friends. They were not dating, and but apparently they were still sleeping together, so Luann says. So who knows? But I don't I think that's that serious. I mostly just thought it was messy that Carol didn't tell Luann. Well, I also... The cover-up is always worse than the crime. You're right, 100%. And they are, they did have a point again at the reunion when they said something of the fact, like, you had the chance to nip it in the butt and you did it. You let them flirt and kiki and you should have been like, hey, you know, because apparently Nicole, Luann, and Carol, like, hung out together downtown, like, in bars. So, like, it's not like Carol didn't know who Nicole was or had only heard... Luann speak of her niece they have interacted not only like once met but they've hung out on a personal level it's so, weird but but Carol is saying that she did not know that Adam dated Nicole so I mean there that is a thing if Carol didn't know that they dated until after she started getting with this dude and she really doesn't have a relationship with Nicole anymore, then I get it. You know, it's just, it's, I need, I need more particulars. I need to know, I need a timeline. I need a graph. I need more information before I pick a side. But I really think that Luann needs to stay out of Carol's shit. Get off her jock. Yeah. Well, like I said, the only issue that I would have had with it is not telling me. And it's like, I would have wanted, like, even though Carol's like, it was only a period of eight days. And it's like, well, eight days is still a lot of time. I think someone's even like, well, God created the... <laughs> Created the universe in seven. <laughs> Carol said that. She oh, made Carol. a joke. She goes, I know that Carol, that God made it in seven days, but you know, I was hoping by the eighth, maybe we'd be okay. But it's like, I, I, I feel like it's just weird that if, cause I mean, they were in a good place in their relationship, Carol and Luann. And it's like, you know, it, it, it's just weird to not like call your friend and be like, Hey, I was going to go out with Adam. That's not going to be weird. Right. I know. Like, yeah, she should have said she sh she should have said something. And uh, and if and if Luann told her that she Even didn't, if she didn't know about the niece, like you're asking out your friend's employee. Right. And even if Luann then told her that she didn't feel comfortable, at least it was a conversation that they were going to have then and they were going to confront it head on instead of just like kind of ignoring it and letting it evolve, you know, behind her back. You're right. Okay, so wait, then they went to Atlantic City, right? Shortly yeah. after that? And that was wild. I mean, it started off wild with the whole thing with the waiting in the foyer and they're all yelling. And it's Let's like, you can talk about that. Because it's like, you can tell the cameras didn't show up until a little bit later. Like, someone must have called them and been like, hey, where are you? But it's also weird to me that the cameras didn't show up when the lady showed up and the car didn't show up at the original time either. I think that 
if I had to guess what happened was that they were maybe late, the car, just due to actual traffic because of the weather. So that might have actually just been that. But I don't know why the cameras were not inside. All we heard was Heather screaming, you're a bitch. You're, and guess what? I would have been Heather 100% in that situation. I'm your friend. It's fucking pouring rain outside. You want me to stand in your cold? Now, had and now if that was me and I was Sonia, I would have popped my head out and been like, listen, shit is going down with my sister. She's distraught right now. Go in the kitchen. Coffee's on the top shelf. Make a pot. I'll be out as soon as I can. The car, I don't know where the car is. Bethany's late. Deal with it. That's what a real friend does. Hey, I'm dealing with real stuff. Handle yourself. Go get coffee. Figure it out. You guys know how to make coffee at your own house. You can make it here. Like, that is my thing. And Sonia was so rude to her friends. And they said, Lady Morgan is not taking visitors at this time, is what the intern said. It's and what that triggered Heather. <laughs> That's what they're trained to say. But like, I mean, Heather was obviously already triggered because it's like they found out that Bethany was going to be late. But it's like, it is sort of crazy that they wouldn't have like gone somewhere else and waited. Like I wouldn't have actually stayed there and waited. I probably would have been like, all right, well, we're going to go ahead and leave and she can find her own way. You wouldn't have waited for Bethany. I wouldn't have waited for Sonia. Like if I, if that timeline was real, but it's like, okay. So what's confusing is Bethany was only 45 minutes late at the end of the day, but how were the other girls waiting for so long? And they'd already gotten in the car by the time Bethany got there. I think and it was. How long were they really waiting? I mean, maybe. Maybe they were only at Sonia's for like 15 minutes or something like that, but it doesn't matter. 15 minutes is 15 minutes too long to be standing outside. Like, that's bullshit. And I don't think that in that moment I would have been like, hey, do you want to go to go get to a breakfast spot and wait for the car? Because that's too much back and forth in the rain. It's like, no, let me inside. It's raining. Give me a cup of coffee. Let me sit down. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. That's. I mean, I definitely see that side, but I feel like the ladies are definitely exaggerating it because it's like the timelines just don't add up because like they make it sound like they were waiting outside for over an hour and then they finally got invited into like the cold foyer for another hour. Yeah. I think they're being dramatics. I think they waited outside for like 15 minutes probably and then didn't get let upstairs. And then they found out because I don't think they found but out. Ramona until... didn't seem that bothered. And if, if anyone I would expect to get bothered, it'd be Ramona. Was Ramona in that group with them, though, initially? That yeah, she didn't let in? Yeah, well, I, allegedly, I guess, because they were like, because well, Ramona said something like, at least I got to use the bathroom. I thought it was just Kristen, Heather, and um, Carol. I think Ramona was there, too, because I think when- Ramona the, probably when, just went in the house. Yeah. Because that's her, that's her real friend. Yeah. She's like, because this is my real friend, so I'll go- in her room I mean, right in now. defense, I mean, those girls had been really shitty to her pretty recently, and she wasn't on good terms with them, so I'd probably be like, yeah, you guys can wait, too. Yeah, maybe. Fuck you. I get it. I mean, I imagine it. some bitches that were calling you an alcoholic. Would you let them up into your house? Hell no. <laughs> exactly. Those bitches are dead to me. They're only here because they're my coworkers. I know. That's so funny. <laughs> right. That's so true. Oh, my God. So, but that was a fun... Um, that was a fun trip, though. So it started with the craziness, and then they got in the limo, and I've never seen Heather that pissed off. Even Andy said that, like, oh, my God, Heather, you were mad. And I'm like, 
So you can well, tell she's she, got, she got the start getting the wrath of Bethany too, because Bethany's like, "Well, I'm not going to be yelled at because I was late." Because <laughs> then it turned into like, "Well, we knew Bethany was going to be late," and she's like, "Why is my name in it?" Fucking <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and then Ramona's like, "Enough, enough, enough!" <laughs> you know, she gets so overstimulated. It's so funny. Oh, God. So that was a great limo ride. And then it seems like they had a little fun when they were out there. They drank. They danced. Like, that seemed to be... a little the- crazy, though, because that was the night when Sonya was on her uh, Stad shadow. What was it that Bethany was saying? The the three repeating things. It was like, oh. Stad, updo. Yeah, yeah. Loki eye or something like that. Oh, yeah, I think that's what it was. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah, that was a yeah. She tried to make out with Luann like she always does. She would be like, "I am a promoter. Yeah, I just always want to help people. You know, I was always in PR." And this—that's when she yells, "We always have the best time, <laughs> right?" And they do. And oh, just cracks me because like Dorinda ends up getting stuck with Sony at the end of the night, and like she's so annoyed about it. Like they run into Ramona in the hallway. I was like, "No, I'm going to the girls' room. Like I'll see you later." Yeah, yeah. They're like, um, she's like, "I party with John, John, and Madonna." Dorinda's like, "Well, that's pretty hard because John, John's dead." <laughs> I know. Like, oh god. And then you know, poor Carol, because John, John Kennedy is her cousin. So it's like her husband's, her ex-husband, or her late husband's cousin. You know, that's just. And- it, it was just awful because, I mean, that's obviously like another situation where everyone's like, Sonya's drinking too much. And it's like, the, just let the girl have fun. I mean, we've all had those nights. I mean, right. she her her kid's not in her care. Right. Someone's watching her kid. She's not worried about getting home to a husband. She doesn't have to work the next day. Like, let the girl drink and be a party girl. I feel like it was a deep season. Like, I feel like we got to see a lot of people going through their own internal struggles, you know, because then we got to see um, after the Atlantic City trip, we got to also see Bethany meet her stepdad in Miami. And that was like a traumaful trigger situation for her because she hadn't seen him for a long for a really long time. And that whole conversation between us two made me so uncomfortable. It was so sad. And um you know, one thing that I know that Ricky pointed out to me at one point was that the dad called her Beth. And earlier in the season, she nearly bit Heather's head off when she tried to call her Beth. And I yes. was like, I was like, obviously that name, that nickname is a trigger for her. Yeah, it's a crazy connection right there for sure. Um, so, yeah, so that that was it was interesting to get a little bit of insight though into Bethany before she, you know, hit the television world. And before she, you know, Bethany is a child, what made her, her, you know, basically yeah. what, you know, cause she's obviously a product of her environment either in some way, shape or form, you know, stories were wild talking about like the, the mob coming after them and stuff like I that. Know. And she was like really big into the, he was a big gambler and stuff like that. Right. So he was like out there working the horse tracks and like, I guess both her dad and her stepdad both were like working at the tracks and both screwing her mom. That's wild. Yeah. It's wild. It is messy. Jesus. But then her mom should have been a real housewife too. I know. Right. Oh my God. I wonder, did she ever show her face? Is she alive? 
her mom. You would think that she'd be one of those that would probably be like, give me the money. Yeah. I don't think she ever speaks her mom. I I can't believe I don't recall at this moment. I know her dad passed because that happened in season three. But I'm not really sure. I feel like she, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think that my favorite thing so far has been we got to meet the Berkshires and Bluestone Manor this season. We That's got funny. to name Bluestone Manor this season. Carol named Bluestone Manor, but Ramona took credit for it. I know. I know. I think that um, it was it was a good name, and it's like I love that they finally picked a name for it. It was so fun. It was Christmas when they went. They were going for Dorinda's fiftieth birthday. It's like what better like way to celebrate your fiftieth birthday than to have a Christmas decorated house? I know, you know, that's my my vibe. So I love everything about that. Just getting to have the dinner, and then Bethany surprises. So Bethany wasn't supposed to come. Bethany ended up surprising Dorinda, which I thought was really sweet. So you could tell that Bethany's slowly but surely building her relationships with the girls individually, and I love that. Um, and so she she came with her daughter out there, but her daughter went, obviously, to the hotel to sleep. And then Bethany snuck out after her daughter was asleep and surprised Dorinda and came for the dinner, which must have been a very girl, late dinner. Because the girls had already been complaining at that point that Bethany wasn't investing time in them. Yeah. Which yep. is true to an extent. I mean, I guess it's like Luann was definitely trying to be very Switzerland and help Bethany, but it was also like sometimes Luann was like taking a little bit too far and it's like Bethany doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like um, so... I think called, that's what prompted her to go ahead and be like, okay, I need to get out to the Berkshires and be with the girls. Yeah, I think so. Because they're you're basically just not invested. You yeah. know, you come in, when you do show up, you're not interacting or you're just not there. And if you come, you're only there for a few minutes and then you fly out. So, or you don't come at all. So that's basically what Luann was trying to, and I think that she was being a little bitchy about it, <laughs> but she was also being really honest about it. But I feel well, like, and it sucks because, like, I feel like maybe this ha could have been mentioned off of camera because of the divorce that she was going through. But it's like Bethany's not trying to make it look like she's not trying to spend time with her daughter while she's going through this really wild divorce. Because she's not trying to lose any custody rights that she has by being too busy and always going out with the girls and going on all these trips for fucking television. That's like, a you know, Work. That's still something I think that would be brought up in court by her ex. Well, I think that that's maybe one of the reasons why she came back to the show. Because she wanted to expose the shit he was putting her actually through. She's like, okay, I've been dealing with this quietly for three years or however long it was. Two years. I'm done with this. I'm going to let everybody know that you're the piece of shit that you actually are. And let the gloves off. All right, bitch. Like, that's where she was, I think. And that might have been a playing factor as to why she came back to the show but i feel like heather really just wanted to organically have a relationship with bethany and she just tried too hard and it just came off as a pick me girl type energy and bethany was like "Ugh, that's so not a vibe i'm not done with that i and she explains it later right like i just want to have my moment and sit there and talk with sonia get off my jock but I didn't completely love Heather as much this season, maybe because of like, it's not that I was like on 
Bethany's side over Heather's. But I feel like Heather's behavior was just really weird because of Bethany. I think that Bethany made Heather second guess herself. And maybe Heather's not used to that. And that was a little off-putting or maybe took her off her game a little bit. But well, it's especially funny because like Heather acted like she was never gonna like try to help Sonia in business again. But as soon as Bethany's up in there, Heather's like back on board. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They did. She did do that. And there was things that Bethany was like, well, I thought that Heather would have been here. And maybe Sonia didn't invite Heather because Heather made it so known, like, I'm fucking done. But yeah. then, you know, then she did get scooped in at some point. But it's like, <sighs> this when Bethany arrives, isn't this like when, like, Kristen starts to confront her and then, like, um, Ramona says the thing that's like, how fucking dumb are you or something like that? Or how dumb can you get? Yep, yep. Ramona said that to Kristen. And also when Kristen tried to confront Bethany, Bethany basically ran away from Kristen. Like, yeah, no, nobody cares. Like, then, you're not even that interesting enough to argue with. And Kristen was, like, getting it from another angle, too, because she started trying to, like, talk shit about how John was dancing with her and Dorinda was like, oh my God, don't Dorinda went, back that Dorinda shit up. Dorinda you better back that down. shit up. <laughs> I love anytime when Dorinda says back that shit up or don't do that shit. Like you fucking listen. Yep. Yep. And she really did. Now I will tell you this. John is a little too touchy feely handsy for me. Um, I don't think Heather did anything. I mean, Kristen did anything wrong at all. And not even by talking about it or saying anything to anybody at, after the fact. I think that making one comment about it is enough. She didn't need to keep talking about it, especially in Dorinda's home. That's where she made the mistake. Now you're disrespecting, you know, Dorinda. That's that's where we have a problem. That's where we're crossing like, the line. It's like, you think that you've been dealing with some crazy bitches before? Let me come let your ass up. Yeah, you don't do that to the lady <laughs> of the manor. So that's not how we roll. But, but yeah, so I think that that was Heather and Bethany just keeps on boiling because I mean, then they have when they are there and they're doing that dinner. That's when Bethany like has that like breakdown. She's like basically telling Heather like back up. I know. And she's like, I can't even feed her a fucking meatball. She was so and then she's like, let me hug you. She's like, no, I'll be a puddle of, you know, tears in the middle of this floor. If, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah, girl. I know. It's like I. That's why it's like I can't be on either one of their sides because it's like Heather is being annoying, but Bethany is also being like a little bit of a baby. But, you know, that continues because we're about to get in the Turks and Caicos. Yeah, and the beef with Bethany and Heather wasn't even like the gist of it. So I this is one of my favorite trips. I love it. It's wild. Like wild. Purely wild. Like I feel like the standard before this, I mean, I know Scary Island is probably like people's when people think of like a Roni vacation, that's the most iconic. They probably think of um, Scary Island, but it's like, to me, it's like Scary Island's its own thing. But like before this, it was um, the trip with the don't take or take a Xanax with Aviva. And then this one took it to like a whole new level. Yeah. No, this is one of my, I love so many things about this trip. From the fact when they all, I mean, and I may jump a little bit all over the place, but I love when they like, we have Heather and Dorinda go at it for no reason. First of all, let's go back to the rooms. The room selection. This okay. was the very first time we saw the scramble for the yes. room. Yes. And Bethany is like, 
what is going on? And it so we get to see the craziness. They all and it, the funny part about it is is they ended up picking like one of the worst rooms, which is Sonia and Ramona, which is so funny. But they room together, and so we get to see that whole thing shake out. They're both like squatting in separate rooms. I know. And then Sonia goes, Ramona, you won't even come and look at mine. So I guess I got to go and <laughs> pick which one. And then Ramona picked the worst room, which is hilarious. And Luann ended up getting the best room, which I think was the one Sonia had. Right. So that's yeah. funny. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Turks and Caicos was filled with so much. But then we also get to see them go for a dinner and Dorinda get very upset with Heather because Heather didn't wait up or whatever the case was. I don't even know. I don't. What they say transpired and what I saw were two different things. So it really shows how there's your story, their story, and then the truth. Because I'm listening to them both explain their stories. And I'm like, no, that didn't, what both of y'all are saying didn't even happen. Exactly. <laughs> like, she was just walking ahead of them. And Dorinda's like, I was so excited. I was running up like, hey, Heather, wait for me. And I don't necessarily think that happened either. But then... Hashtag your mom's proud of me now. Oh my God. Fuck you. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that what they called the FU dinner? Yeah, the FU dinner. Yep. It's like I, Carol and Kristen called it. It's like the fight sort of starts like out of like left field. Like I feel like even rewatching it, I didn't even catch the exact moment the fight started from when it went to be like, I wouldn't want my daughter saying fuck you or whatever. It started once they drank too much alcohol. Like, it started on the third martini. That's where it started. And it just went downhill so quick from there. And she's like, I wouldn't say fuck you in front of my parents. Yeah. I mean, so then, so then, okay. So we have Dorinda and Heather round one entering the restaurant. I love you purely. I love you purely. Wait, and then one thing I did notice on this rewatch was seeing how drunk Luann actually was at that dinner. Because normally you can tell that normally you cannot tell when Luann's been drinking. And I only really remember one dinner, and I think it's when they are in Tequila, Mexico, um, where Luann and when she falls in the bushes and she's rocked. So that was like the only real moment I remembered Luann being wasted. But I was watching this episode and I'm like, Luann is so fucked up like it is so funny to listen to her talk and she just stirred that pot again and then she took a step back and that was uh, so then then they start arguing over fuck the word fuck i mean it was a fucking crazy argument about the word fuck i know and i love that then carol and Kristen are like what the fuck fuck this fucking dinner <laughs> fucking drinks i need another fucking drink like dorinda your daughter says fuck all the time oh then you bring so I like when i felt like when like they were trying to get like luann to chime in and stuff i was like i could kind of see victoria saying fuck i mean she's like paint painting these like her, a nude portrait of herself. Of herself. Like, yeah. Like, like you tell, you're telling me that Victoria doesn't say fuck. And yeah, that's what they're right. like, when my daughter's flying to Europe to be with her father, she's not dropping F-bombs. And obviously there's a time and place Heather's not dropping F-bombs when she's giving presentations to CEOs or, you know, giving pitches. But it's just, it was stupid. It was a fight exacerbated by alcohol yes it was just they were fucking rocked it was what it was but that's the least of turks and caicos because then you have that night heather's like i'm over it i'm going back to the room i'm exhausted um bethany goes home it would have just been funny if bethany had been there for that fight i know 
Bethany goes home. Heather, Carol, and Kristen are like, we're going back to the room. We're exhausted. And then Ramona, Sonia, and Luann went on their merry way and had them a good old time in Turks and Caicos. Oh, Dorinda was out with them as well. Yeah, because they Dorinda, asked my Dorinda, favorite part. Dorinda was man- managing just to like play dumb the entire time. Like, I don't know. I didn't even have my contact. I didn't even. I don't even have my contacts in. She kept saying, "Like, honey, I don't know." And they kept going. That was one of my favorite parts. So Ramona's. Are, that would have been. That would have been me. Yeah. No. That that Dorinda was in her cheetah bathing suit. I think I would have been the same exact way because I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. So I would have just kept going in circles. And Carol goes. But was there a man in the car with you? She's like, I don't know, honey. I came home and went straight to bed. They're like, but was he in the car with you when you came home? And she's like, I don't know. I don't even have my contacts on and yet. Apparently there know. were two of them. <laughs> so good. So we had Ramona's guy and we had Luann's guy. I got to love, too, that Sonia just finally pops in and goes, it's just, it's Ramona. She just, she's new to this, okay? She doesn't know how to act. You either see them out or you stay with them. You don't leave them unattended. Luann knows better. She saw her guy out. That's just like the best when Sonia just breaks it down. I'm like, ain't that about a bitch? That's true. <laughs> what would have been your position if the guy was in the other room across from you? I would have been pissed. Yeah. You yeah. would have been heathering out. No. No. I've actually been in that situation before where I've come home from like into the hotel room in Vegas with a girlfriend. There's a group of us. And I remember one, I came in and there's a dude in the room in her bed with her. So I was done for the night, right? We came in. So I come, I tap him on his shoulder. He looks over. I was like, you need to get the fuck out. He was like, okay. He got his shit. He got out. And then the next, I let her drunk ass sleep. And then the next day I said, don't ever do that shit again. So like, I wouldn't have been like, wake up, wake up. But well, I get and it. That's, and that's they're also rich like- bitches in an up in a house. It's a different situation. You got jewelry out. Like, it's different. I think. Yeah, I I do feel like Heather played it up for TV a little bit though, because so get this, the guy's already gone before the cameras get there. We didn't catch any of the footage. He, he managed to be asleep, wake up, go downstairs, and have breakfast. And get fully dressed. Because he was butt dressed, naked. Had breakfast, all of that before the cameras rolled with just them like being like, oh my God. And like they're acting like they just discovered, which I know that's how they have to do it for TV, is like they're acting like they just discovered this man like flew out the window or something. Right. But like when you hear the whole story about him having breakfast, it's like he was around for a minute. It's like you never said like you need to leave. Like you can't be here. You can't have breakfast. Like someone brought you home. Sorry, bye. I also get because so you was waited naked. until the cameras got there and then you went and woke up Ramon and Luann. Well, they knew the assignment. Thank you, Heather. I mean, it was good for that. for that, but it's like she obviously wasn't that pissed or she would have went and did it right that moment. I think that had she not been naked also and had the room not been connected, there was a lot of factors. Had a guy been in the room with her friend and not had any interaction with her personal Ramona should have stayed in that room too though. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, so if Ramona was in that room, Heather wouldn't have cared because he would have had a keeper. But who knows? She's like, he could have been you know, getting off to us while we're in the bed sleeping. You don't know. People are crazy. So I don't blame her. Okay, Heather. Sure, Jan. I know. I mean, hey. He's over there kicking his rocks to you. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what that's what they're saying. They're like he Ramona or Sonia's like they had us last night. They're they ain't looking at you, girl. But they, yeah, no, he was obviously tired. Well, Carol was pissed off too. But you know, she's overshadowed sometimes by Heather because Heather just does have a louder a louder voice, and that is what it is. I don't think that Carol is anybody's puppet at all. I just think that she just isn't so loud and aggressive in your face. And if she, it matters to her and it's important to her, you're going to know. Heather will, oh, or yeah. Carol will speak up if, you know. So, yeah. So then, so then they go and wake up Luann like a psychopath. Well, they go to Ramona. Ramona punts it to Luann, she says, right? That's hilarious. Ramona, I mean, at least Luann didn't get the wake up. Yeah. Wake, wake up. up, Ramona singer. Yeah. But then Luann's like, what? I don't know what you're talking about. My guy left, you know? And, then Luann started to get pissed off. And then that's when she comes out and we get the, what's your problem? Like, what's the deal? You know? I just love that. Like, I mean, and that, if, if I were in that position, I'd be acting more, reacting more like Luann than Ramona did because Ramona's like, I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I would have I, I been Luann. I would have been like, what's the fucking problem, bitch. Right. No, I would have been like that. I think too. And that's why she was like, just be cool. Don't be all like uncool. You know, that's the, I loved when they go, your guy was married and Sonia goes, yeah, shit happens. Shit happens. <laughs> the way laughs. It's like those two. And they're just like, Heather, look, I'm not, I'm not advocating that, but that was just a fucking funny scene. Okay. That shit just made, cause they, she just like leans over her shoulder there in their robes. And Sonia's just like, hmm. Shrugs her shoulders. Shit happens. And you know what? Listen, it's not Luann's responsibility to make sure married men aren't sleeping around. It's a married man's responsibility to make sure he's not in that position. Close your legs to married men. Sorry. That's what Nini says. (laughs) I just had to quote it. But you're right. It's It's a married person's responsibility in their relationship. And I also think that Luann probably wasn't. It would have been interesting if Bethany was there, though, because during the reunion, Bethany is totally like, sort of on like team Luann. She's like, it happens. Like you shouldn't have been so crazy. You shouldn't have barged into her room like that. You wanted to catch her. Yeah. I was actually sort of surprised she was on Luann's side with that. Well, but I think she was also very anti Heather. It was just, she was like, you're like reeling to go. Heather's like, I haven't even started yet today. So yeah, they were, they, those two, they are apples and oranges. I will say, um, But Turks and Caicos is by far. Oh, and then they go at Sonia. We didn't even talk about that. The eggs a la Francaise. I'm tired of you bitches. Yeah. I'm not attacked. I'm not being attacked. I'm attacking you bitches. That's what she says, you know. And then Dorinda's like, okay, enough. Sit down. You've said your piece. Be quiet. She's like, I had no idea she'd run with it. She just kept going. I couldn't reel her in. (laughs) I I love sort of though when Sonia gets into this like really pissed off mood because she's so funny. And she was sober. And, and that's she when she's over. And she articulated herself, I feel like, when she was told, like, but she did get ramped up. So that's she one of the other moments. Bethany right under the bus and said Bethany was calling her an alcoholic. And like Bethany comes up and they're talking about it. She's like, I heard you called me an alcoholic, Bethany. Yeah. And she's like, I think Ramona used that word. I know Ramona totally stirred in the pot. But I laugh when Heather comes down and she's like, Everybody here cares about you. You need to jump in that pool and cool up. <laughs> yeah. I was down with eggs, and she's like, "I made you eggs, eggs à la française." I love that my husband knows that line too. That's like I've watched that episode so many times 
in my life, even before this rewatch in this house, he knows the eggs a la Francais. And it's like, yeah. I've been to France. What exactly are eggs a la Francais? <laughs> well, it, so my dad makes eggs a la Francais. So that's funny. And when, when Luann explained it at the... Um, she explains it at some point, yeah, about how it's I was, in a pot. I was like, that's exactly how my dad makes it. You make it with water instead of cream or milk. That's the French way, basically. And then you don't cook them all the way. You kind of keep them a little bit. Not You don't overcook them, basically. You make sure that they're, yeah, that's what it is. All it is is water, a little bit of water. Red eggs. All it is is water instead of milk, a splash of water. It keeps them more, I don't know, does something with the fluff or whatever. Airy. They make them airy. That's what it is. I did feel bad for Sonia, though, because, like, in that fight, like, she is, everyone's going after her, and then she ends up deciding to stay home, because, like, they were all being so mean to her. Yeah. I can't blame her for wanting to stay home, and she ends up missing out on the yacht, and you know Sonia likes a yacht. Sonia loves a yacht. That was a good day. Was that when they dumped the water? Uh, yeah. And I, it's funny how, like, Ramona's first instinct is, Kristen, is that you, bitch? I know. that. That's what Bethany's like. Nobody goes against the family. Don't go against the family. Yeah, <laughs> so that was fun. That was a good episode. Um, I mean, just a great trip in general. Probably then, one of my Bethany, top three of all time. Bethany gets into it with Sonya, too, and she's basically like, confronting her about the problems, and it turns oh, into God, that I whole know. thing with... Bring uh, dinner. It, yeah, it turns into the whole thing with... Um, Ramona and um, Bethany too, because Ramona's trying to butt in. And then Ramona has the bug in her macrame. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I gotta love it. Yes, and, and then, then and then we also got to visit the conch shack for the first yep, time, which we saw first. that in Ultimate Girls Trip too. And we got to see Ramona completely ignore Bethany and Carol like she didn't even know them. So they were pissed about that. Carol was really pissed about that, which I thought was funny. But to see Carol and Heather's or Carol and Bethany's face so confused, they were like, wait, what? What is she? Wait, they kept coming around. What is she doing? What is she doing? Like, she's completely acting like she doesn't even know who we are. That was so funny to me. That's classic Ramona. It, it really is. And in, in, in that moment at that bar, I was Luann, like playing around with the fucking dog on my fucking all fours. Like, I would be that too. They're like, watch your face. But yeah, <laughs> I, know, I, was like, I was like, maybe you should be like that. Kind yeah, of like that, that. You don't need to be on all fours. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, so, I mean, obviously Luann and Heather never end up like, fin like wrapping things up on the island. So like, Luann really only gets more pissed. And I don't know if it's because she like ends up talking to the other girls and they get her even more wound up, but like they get to um, the, the denim and diamonds thing and they're doing those jeans with all those decorations, which it always cracks me up that Dorinda accidentally glued coasters. The coasters? <laughs> to those jeans. She's like, I thought they were decor. I thought they were decoration. That's so funny. I died. But that conversation like goes off really quick between Heather and Luann and, you know, Carol, uh, you know, Luann's like, well, Carol told me. Well, who do you think that Carol actually said to Luann the thing about Heather was overreacting? She might have said something like, I don't think Luann would have made it up completely. I think that Heather or Carol said, like, Heather was very upset and going on her rampage, or maybe like said something like that. Yes, not like I tried to stop her from barging in. I don't think that Carol said that, but I think Carol was like Heather was really pissed and she was on it, going on her fucking shit. No and one I was, was like, let me just step back, like you know what I mean, like. Yeah. So the, yeah, I mean they're fighting at at the denim and diamond party, and it's just ridiculous because it's like we're back on the subject again. It's like I can understand why Luann's pissed though. 
Did we? Who like, it wasn't her man. And it's crazy that Ramona was getting out of it completely scot free. I know. She always, she always does. Who left early? Bethany? Dorinda? Did Dorinda storm out of there? I feel like there was another fight between Heather and Dorinda there, wasn't there? About there was. Because, because Dorinda was like, enough. They, yeah. Enough. You guys are okay. We already talked about it. Like, enough. And then Heather was like, no, it's not. You know, and she, they just went on, they just had round three. Those two. And that's what she, Heather says, like, Dorinda's angry and she's taking it out on me. I'm like her scapegoat. But then we get to see we get to meet the Turkish tea lady, right? Yeah, so I mean, we, what was this was this season the inspiration for the Ultimate Girls Trip series? Like maybe, maybe we go I to mean, the Turks and Caicos, the Conch Shack. We've got the Turkish tea lady. First time going to the Berkshires. Yeah, this red lion in. Oh my God, you're so right. That's so true. I wonder they don't even realize that. Andy was season. season in the pandemic and was like, we're going to do this. They didn't even realize how inspirational season seven was. To them. Maybe they didn't even know or see what they're doing. It's just that freaking good because it's that good. But OK, so we got to see the Turkish tea lady. That was super sweet. We got to see the balloon thing with um, Dorinda and Richard. She has that video. I loved how they were able to show the video on her cell phone of that balloon that she really said that just like floated into her room and that she really believed was Richard. And I thought it was so sweet when she was like, Hannah's going to see this Richard, like in the video. And that was just like three days after Richard had died. So it's just like, and, oh. and it's also weird. Cause like when the, the Turkish tea lady or Turkish coffee or whatever it was, when they were doing those readings, when she said the thing about the, the balloon, I was like, this could also almost um, apply to like going up in the balloon and girls trip too. Oh my God. Manor. Cause she said, like, I see like a balloon going up or something. That's interesting. And then they knew about the Jeep with Carol's husband, yeah. which she said nobody knew. So I thought that that was really interesting. And then Heather's son's she illness. Said a Jeep, right? I don't remember. But, but you know, Carol drives like a Jeep Cherokee now. Does she? Yeah, it's not like some like brand new car. It's like a Jeep Cherokee from like 2005. That's awesome. I love it. Um, I could see it's like that. skinny girl red. Right. Oh my god, that's amazing. Um, wait, what was I saying? I don't even remember what I was saying. <laughs> About the the tea readings or the coffee readings. Oh, and then Heather's son with Heather's son's like yeah. health conditions and stuff too. And then Heather started crying. I thought that that was really, really that lady was really on point i think it'd be cool if we had some somebody on our podcast maybe a cool guest you know i wish we could do the coffee over this like i know i wish we could get me her. The, ship me the cup i need like the turkish tea lady just to tell us how to make the coffee and we can make it here and then we'll, we'll just show, show it to her around. through zoom yeah. we could just lift it through zoom that'd be cool maybe we should um hit up our girl dorinda and see how we can get in contact with the turkish tea lady i know Right? I love it. And then, um, so, I, like, speaking of Dorinda, I loved the connection that her and Carol had Carol. this season because they went to London. They'd both, like, lived and been around London at different points in their lives. And it goes back to Arielle was talking about this earlier. Like, she had to go back and pick up her husband's ashes because the church that they were in was getting demolished. And that was the second church. So, the, he had already been moved from the original church because it had got demolished. And then this one was getting done too now. So it's like, like say it's the sisterhood of the traveling ashes. Basically. But I loved how we got to see 
So Dorinda had not been back to London since Richard had passed. And Carol also had not been back. So they feel like they left behind a life. Dorinda had also said that she almost felt like a fraud, like she didn't belong there without him. And then she went and started this new life. And now she feels a little bit more standing on her own two feet. She's with John. So she felt good to go back to London. So to see those, see them in the Delta lounge, having some cocktails, almost missing their flight, you know, getting to London together, getting to just like sit in the bed and just have like little teas. And I love how she was like, uh, I got you tea and sandwiches. I didn't know if you'd want to drink. She's like, on a day like this, you definitely drink. And Carol's not a big drinker, you know? Yeah, exactly. I thought the same thing. I, I sort of loved their friendship through the course that they were both on the show together. She called her Doris. She calls yeah. Brenda Doris. I thought that's so cute. It's just such a unique connection to have. Because, I mean, neither of the women, I mean, Carol especially, like, was not very old when this happened. Yeah, it's really it's really heartbreaking. It's it's so sad. So I was very um, it was very nice that they that they shared that part of their journey with us. You know, that could have definitely been a very private moment for both of them. And the fact that they decided to share it with each other and with the world. And then Heather, I'm sorry, then Carol brings the urn home and says, I put it in a corner in my apartment she has a few nice pictures they show her kind of place everything down and she's like like it had been there forever like that's where it always was supposed to be and it that was really really nice i i thought it was really it was touching i was a little surprised that she didn't have the urn with her i mean I, like but i was also like what happened to the dad's ashes because apparently they were stored together yeah i don't like, know like, so someone claimed the dad but not the son yeah i'm not sure Huh. Interesting. That's weird. Um, okay, so then what but, else? What but, else? Uh, while that was happening, Bethany was having her, it was like a red party. I don't know. If yeah. Girl oh, because they missed that. The girls missed. So Carol and Dorinda missed the red party because they were in London. You're right. What was that for? Some skinny girl party? It had to have been like a skinny girl party. Everybody wear red. Yeah. Go, go red, red for, for health care, you know. Well, go red for, you know, that's. Go red for women. Yeah. It's February. Um, heart killer is the number one, or heart disease is the number one killer in women. You got to get your heart checked, ladies. Just saying. But okay. So, anyways, the red party, they got fucking rocked. That's when Sonia broke her tooth by ripping off the the button on the guy's shirt. A button on the guy's also, shirt. At the same time, Ramona apparently doesn't think anyone there is hot enough. Yeah, because Ramona definitely dipped. And then Sonia's like, what the hell is she doing? This place is crawling with men. Did you read the invite? Well, it's just because remember how Bethany was like, well, what do you think about this guy? And she's like, oh, he's a bartender. And it's like, oh, Ramona. It's I like, know. Even if it's just, true, like, just Don't stop. say it. Don't say it to their face. Yeah, it's almost like, Bethany, come on. Like, you should have almost, like, known that Ramona would say something stupid. Like, I'm surprised she didn't say that's the help. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right there. Honestly, calling him a bartender <laughs> was one of the nicest Basically. things could have said. I do. Okay, so let me ask this: Do you feel like Ramona was sort of a changed person this season? Um, I think that she started to be, yeah, begin the evolution of, yeah. How could she not be changed after going through what she is currently going through? Um, I did think she was quote unquote better this season than we've seen her before as far as like the way she behaves it's like 
I think that in like the last few seasons, especially like the throwing the glass on Kristen and like running off in a plane and all that stuff, I think was a lot of like reaction. Lashing out. Yeah. Lashing out about what was happening in her personal life. I agree. I think that like maybe now she is a little bit more free because it's, I mean, season seven. Yeah. Season (laughs) season seven. And I, and I feel like, you know, maybe by season eight, I, I can't remember, but I'll have to see, but I think she's even more so that, but this is like also going to be like the weird shift that like I feel like this was one of the seasons where Mona was one of the most involved. Like she was very involved this season. But then after she gets single and sees like how she can go on all these dates and stuff, we start seeing less of her. Because she starts dipping out. Yes, yep. you're right. Yep, yep. And that becomes kind of her shtick. Like she. Sort of, I just love when like a housewife does like, you know, Ramona, there are so many problems with with. Ramona and who she is as a person, but you can't say that there is it isn't interesting to watch a story arc of someone's life, like going from where we saw her in season one with Mario to like starting dating. Like, yeah, what an evolution! Yeah, I mean, just like from her young daughter to raising a daughter, sending her daughter off to then being without a husband and a daughter there with her, being solo you go home alone. Like there's a one moment where everybody goes out and I don't even know if it was this season, but I remember she was like, everybody's, I have nobody to go home to. Like yeah. everybody's like, I got to go to my kids. I got to do this. She's like, well, I have nobody to go home to. I think that there was were a couple times I was like, I, I'm, I'm, I feel bad for Ramona. Yeah. She's, she was just really going through it. And I think that that was one thing that Bethany was kind of like, okay, I can see that in you. You need a sister right here. So, but I do think that, one thing that I loved about this season was that I feel like our girl Sonia got a little bit of victory towards the end of the season. She got to do a freaking victory lap. And I was so proud. And it made me happy because I think the girls really wanted her to succeed too. Like you really, they wanted her to, like we did. They were cheering her on. And, um, you know, she got to do her fashion show at Fashion Week. And that's a I know. huge I, deal. I was mostly mad because I feel like it took them still a long time to jump on board. And it's like, come on, just support your friend while they're doing business. Like, you know, you're on a TV show and like, if you talk shit, it's going to get back to them. Like, if you have real concerns, talk off camera. Like, just no, I agree. I agree. be like a supportive person. It's like, poor Sonia. She's been through so much and she delivers. And I felt like when those fashions started walking down the runway, it was like, Fuck you, girls. Yes. And there was a lot of... They were nice. There was a lot of things that Bethany was like, oh my gosh, that's so me. Oh my gosh, I love this. And they, she's got great taste. Sonia has fantastic taste. She is an international lifestyle brand. She really is. Like, Sonia is the shit. I love her. I think she's a hottie. I think that she... And this is before we even get to see all the other dresses and everything she eventually puts out. The the designs, the cuts, and everything, you know, down the line when she does Century 21 stuff. I mean, the clothes is so chic. So it's like, like Dorit, so chic, chic, chic. (laughs) Um, But I thought that the clothes was great. But at that runway show, I thought it was hilarious. Somebody told Luann not to cross her legs. That was hilarious because she's like that you know, Amazonian woman tall. She's like, this goes against everything that I wrote about in class with the countess. Did you see her face? She's like, Oh, Oh, okay. (laughs) And then Bethany's like, what did they just say to you? (laughs) Like she didn't think she heard that. Right. That was so funny. But then Ricky, we finally get to see the argument transpire 
between Ramona and Bethany over this fucking dress. I know. It's like, I don't know exactly what triggered it, but it's like, okay, here we go. We've been talking about this fucking dress all season. Oh my God. And then Ramona's like, and I'm done. And then Bethany is like, well, you can get up and walk away. Like, (laughs) so Bethany was rearing something. Something Ramona said triggered her because Bethany kept going on. Bethany and Ramona went at it over the dress and then okay well you can pay me for it and i'll donate the money to dress for success that's exactly what she said and then they went at it again though at ramona's new beginnings party (laughs) in the finale because that was the finale party and they went at it again and ramona was like can i just have one hour one hour please and bethany goes fine i'll give you an hour come back and like yeah. Bethany was ready. <laughs> but it's like it's it's sort of funny because you know if you've been doing the Ronnie Rewatch watching, if you remember season three, Ramona's already had a true like a renewal party situation. You know what I mean? She already had the renewal that you know Jill said. I don't know if it's a, if she's renewed, renowned, renit, and and Bethany's know, like, Bethany's okay, like, here we go with the fucking parties again. Like I this know. Was, she's like, this was the finale the last time I was on this show. Yeah, that's what he- <laughs> although I do think she actually was more changed at this point, but it's just sort of like it's not cute when you're having a, a, a like a renewal party every like five years. Wait, and then in Turks and Caicos, they told her, um, don't name your book Life on the Ramona Coaster, and that's, and that's what she what And then Heather's like, I don't think she's asking you if she should write a book, Bethany. I think she's asking you what she should name her book, and then yeah, she. Completely went with the name that Bethany was like, nobody knows what that means. Nobody knows what that means. <laughs> and like Bethany was like, and well, first of all, I was like, well, anyone who's going to read that book is going to know the the reference, the Ramona coaster. Yeah. Like, no one's like, just like looking through the autobiography, like the biography section. They're like, I'm going to pick this book with this bitch. Like, and then like, it's funny though. Cause like Bethany's like, I've written seven books. And it's like, well, does that include um, when cookie met the peanut or whatever it is? Oh Yeah. <laughs> Wait, wasn't the wasn't this party also supposed to be for Sonia too? Because that's when Sonia wore the purple dress with like the little hairpiece part. Yeah, I think so. She's like, because this is for you too, Sonia, and it really didn't feel like that to me. But yeah, I mean, it was. I gotta tell you, see, I I don't think I say this every episode, every re- Roni rewatch episode, guys. I really don't. But I feel like this is one of my favorite seasons. Because we meet Dorinda this season. And Turks and Caicos is one of my top three trips. Like, it is. It really and listen, is. And listen, I, I have a lot of respect for Bethany in the game. And I can never fully decide if she's someone that I do like and someone I don't like. Because I feel like, mostly just because of the attitude that she's like distanced herself from the show so much now. Um, yeah. It's like, respect your roots. Like, this show like was like your fertilizer. Yeah, no, I think think the thing that bothers me now and like sometimes watching it back, it's like, I think the first time watching this back, I was strictly on Bethany's side. I don't think I liked Heather for some reason. This time I wasn't really on either side. And I was just like, you're both kind of annoying me. You're a side picker. I know, but I wasn't this time. You weren't. Wow, it's opposite day, guys. <laughs> they, they were both just annoying me. I mean, I guess like at the end of the day, if there was someone that I agreed with more, it might have been Bethany because it's like Heather really did just need to like give the girl some space. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's why Bethany was just, I mean, Heather was just too overbearing while it was 
well-intentioned. It did not come across that way. And Bethany just needed to breathe. So it is what it is. But I think all in all, this was a fantastic season. And we're about to head into season eight. So we're going to get jewels added to the cast. Oh, yay. I like this season. This season is, is also a very, very wild season. Cause I mean, so Heather's gone, Carol and Bethany are like BFFs. You know, we get um, the trip to, this is like the first like berserkers trip. Oh, this is when uh, Jules' is when dad Bethany is like dying. Everyone. Is this the Giovanni where Dorinda pushes her out of the, oh, okay. Not yet. I think that's like season nine, maybe. Um, there is, but I remember that Luann is, is like also Luann's gonna get up get with Tom in this next season. And oh. things start changing very rapidly once that happens. Oh, see, oh, I can't wait. I wanna go start watching as soon as we end this episode. Like I cannot wait to start because I never watch the next season until we record our podcast episode. So then I can like be, have nothing. I know. I, it starts blurring too many lines. Yes. Yeah. So, but I cannot wait to watch the, the next season. So this has been fun today. It has. So guys, our interview with Kelly, it's going to come out soon. You guys are going to love it. We talk a little bit of scary Island. Um, and we talked a little bit of her real estate, a little bit of everything. She's fucking hilarious. We love her. So keep an eye out for that. It's going to come out soon. In the meantime, make sure you're following myself, that Bravo gay, and also Ariel at Bravo and T and our collective account at Bravo critics. And if you have not done so already, I hope that you are subscribing, liking, commenting, rating every single, um, gerund that you can think of, do it to our podcast. It's yes, available yes. on, you know, you're listening to it right now. You know where it's available. <laughs> so until next time, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Everyone's a critic. <laughs> <laughs>